0: Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Is that you guys are visiting from. Texas, California. Virginia. 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 Wow. Boston, Jersey. Colorado. Jersey. Connecticut. Estonia. Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut, Minnesota. Kentucky. Kentucky.
1: Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky.
0: Hawaii. <laughs> wow. wow. Well welcome, welcome everybody. We are so glad that you are here. We feel honored to host you at I KC. Um, so tonight we are gonna be talking a little bit about the prophetic and I'm happy that you guys have already had some of that you know, yesterday with Ed Hackett. That was yesterday, right? Yeah. Right on, yeah. we love Ed. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing a little bit of activation as well which means we get to practice. Don't worry, nothing scarier on the spot but we're all gonna have fun together. And uh, so yeah, my name is Hope again and this is my husband Grant and we're staff here. We serve the prophetic department, and uh, we just love to help get people activated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to hear God's voice. So with that, I'll hand it off to Grant, and he's gonna share a little bit of uh, what's on his heart, and uh, I'll pray to get started. So Father, we just thank you so much for this time, and I thank you for this divine appointment that you have with all these precious people, Your family, Lord, from across the earth. Lord, I thank you that you said that um, you're pouring out your spirit on all flesh, that sons and daughters would prophesy. And, Father, I thank you that it is their inheritance to hear your voice and to prophesy. So we ask that tonight, Lord, you would activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially a prophetic spirit in a new way. Um, That any grace that you've put on us, Lord, I ask that even more would be given to our friends here and we just ask that you would uh, bless the night. We invite you here, Holy Spirit. Spirit of truth. We know that you are here, but we just uh, we take a minute here to honor your presence. And we just thank you for being here, Lord. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name.
1: Thank you. All right, thanks guys for uh, coming out on the 4th of July. This is, this is awesome. Like I am so stoked for tonight. Uh, I'm very excited that you guys are here because when I see people come on this kind of holiday that a lot of people are have plans and they're busy and they're just gathering and, and doing awesome things like with fireworks, which we'll probably see later too. But I, when I see as many people that are here tonight, I think about the hunger that is here and I know that that just draws the heart of Jesus in this room. So, thank you for coming, and thank you for for just proving like you. You guys are hunger is just pouring out of you guys, and I appreciate. I, I love being here with you guys. So I I just want to say I appreciate you guys. Um. You know what I was praying for tonight is uh, I, I really felt uh, later on uh, after we go through. What was on my heart to share is the Holy Spirit, I want to invite him to just continue to stir up uh, prophetic gifts, uh, to stir up revelatory gifts inside of you. I know that uh, just to come to this kind of immerse, you're probably already walking in measures of that, and, and I want to just come alongside of you, Hope and I, and we want to say, let's run together in this and go for more you guys have come here for more and I want to pray into you guys and pray with you guys. And and we're going to expect him to show up and and stir up things tonight. So that's my, that's my heart desire for tonight. But, um, yeah. Um, if you got your handout, uh, I'm going to briefly kind of go over, you can look into this, uh, prophetic activation page. These were, uh, handwritten notes, as you can see, the old school way. Uh, If you look on the back, uh, this is just me kind of being uh, vulnerable with my own process. So uh, Hope and I, we lead a prophetic team here at IHOPKC. And what we do is we have several teams on the base that they come every week. Uh, We have a team of about 12, but each one has about that many or so. And visitors come in every week and we get to prophesy over people. And it's amazing. But in the prophecy rooms... Uh, this is just my process. I have a bunch of prayers that I that I like to pray personally. I have uh, prayers in prophecy and also just questions to ask God. So you can take a look at that later. This is just a resource uh, that I wanted to just share with you guys that I hope is going to make more sense as we get along to this teaching. But if you could turn to the prophetic activation side. So if you look at uh, number one, why prophecy? And uh, why prophecy? I've been thinking about, I wanted to make this as simple as possible. And I wanted to, I've, I've been on a prophetic journey of uh, going into how much Holy Spirit will you pour out the last 10, 10 12 years. And uh, my journey started uh, when I was a freshman at Michigan State University. I, I came along some uh, crazy, and praying Christians. And they brought me down to IHOP in 2006. So that was my first experience here uh, with the prophetic. So IHOP is really special with me. It was with the prayer and prophetic. Uh, but I got my first uh, run in with the prophecy room. I had my cassette tape back then. So I, they don't have the phones anymore. That, that, back then they had uh, cassette tapes. So I have like 10 cassette tapes. But uh, yeah, I was just, uh, I was marked by the prophetic and, Shortly after that, uh, in the summer of 2007, I attended uh, uh, School of the Prophets with Chris Valentin, James Gall, uh, Dan O. McCollum out of the Mission Church in Vacaville, and I had a week-long school there. That was, I was 20 and had awesome teaching, impartation. After that, I went to school at uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Redding, California at Bethel Church. Had three full years there. Uh, before I came here at IHOP in 2012. Uh, here is where I met my wife Hope, and we've been on staff in some capacity equipping the saints here uh, for the work of ministry. So, when I think about why prophecy, the simplest form uh, to break it down is what, what I have here uh, friendship with Jesus. This is what the core, when I summed it all up over all the books I've read, all the teachings through the scriptures, I've summed it up like I think this is like the easiest way to think about why. The, what's the core of prophecy? It's friendship with Jesus is our primary and ultimate goal in growing with prophetic. And if you turn to uh, John 15, verse 15. Uh, this is uh, what Jesus says. Uh, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you Friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And I just think about, uh, my, my biggest encouragement for you guys tonight is like, no matter what your giftings are, no matter what your your talents are, your occupation is, you have, you can grow in friendship and intimacy with Jesus. You can actually get a chance to know his heart and to know what he's thinking. You can get a chance to know what he's feeling. And this is the core purpose of why we pursue growing in the prophetic um i just had a couple of uh thoughts just from a teacher that this house uh respects greatly is, and a friend who comes here often is rick joiner this is a couple of his thoughts of friendship with god uh, regarding the prophetic there are special gifts and callings which are required for the prophetic ministry But more than anything else, the essence of prophetic ministry is to be the special friend and confidant of the Lord. Therefore, intimacy and friendship with him must always be our primary and ultimate goal. The foremost calling of a prophet is to be God's friend, someone with with whom he can share his most intimate purposes. Only friends and true lovers share their deepest secrets with each other because no one else can be trusted with them. More important than having prophetic gifts or spectacular spiritual experiences is loving God and being his friend. And uh, I just think back to my uh, my own journey uh, as a freshman, uh, coming here, in- encountering uh, realms of the prophetic with people calling out things. And uh, it kind of goes back to, I wanted to just share... Uh, a journey I had when I was a when I was a kid, uh, with experiencing the presence of God, experiencing hearing God's voice. in when I was seven years old. This is back in uh, 1994. I had a bunk bed, right? And I remember being in my room and just laying on top of my bed, and all of a sudden remembering like the story of Samuel. You guys remember that? Like, speak, Lord, your servants listen. Well, my dad like taught me that Bible story, and he said. Hey, if God ever speaks to you, just reply, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. So I remember, uh, this is my first experience uh, hearing God. I remember uh, just being on my bunk bed, seven years old, and hearing, like, with my heart, like, God speak to me, like, Grant, Grant. And I would actually, I remember, like, saying that out loud, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. So that was my first experience. Uh, another story I wanted to share real quick in regards to friendship with Jesus is uh, in uh, 1998, I had a, a profound dream. I was 11 years old. I remember, uh, have you guys seen the, the Disney movie Aladdin? You ever see that kind of like Middle Eastern palace uh, with like a porch and then like, a, a, you know, like pillars and kind of like that kind of thing? Uh, well, I was in this like porch and I was just looking up at the stars. There's like this m- like deep, deep blue s- sky and this, there's all these different stars. There's like 3D stars. There's stars shining and it's almost like a Psalm 8 kind of moment of just like, wow, look at the the works of your hands. And all of a sudden, uh, a man walks up next to me and puts his arm around me and, uh, we're just like looking up at the stars together and I look, I'm shorter than him so I look up at him and uh, he looks down at me and it's Jesus and he, he's looking at me with like these eyes of like you like what you see? <laughs> he's like, you like these? And he didn't say any words but it's just, that was what's communicated and just looking at his face looking at his eyes I could tell that he, he cared about like what, what I thought even as a kid, even as, at 11 years old, he, he wanted to know, like, what I thought of the stars that were shining, and they were, and I just would look back at him, and then he'd look down at me, and I could just feel his affection of, like, wow, like, he, he likes me, he, he enjoys me, he's, he actually cares about, uh, what I see hit that he made, uh, so when I went to school, uh, Flash forward to 2006 from 1998. Those first friends that I met, I would gather in like little home group meetings and we would talk about uh, the, you know, prophetic gifts and spiritual gifts. People, uh, it's my first exposure to that other than the prophecy rooms here, is they'd have me stand up and they started calling out, uh, you know, you have a heart of David, you have a, a heart after God like David, you have. Uh, you're, you know, you're music called with worship and musician. you're a musician and all this stuff that they could have never known just by looking at my outside, just my appearance. And uh, the other thing is, they said, is God really likes you, God really enjoys you. And I immediately, at that time, I flashed, my memory went back to that dream I had and I was like, the same Jesus that was uh, approaching me as a child was now pursuing me right now and speaking to me now. So that was kind of like my entry into like going after the more. That's what led me to go to Jerusalem, be a house of prayer there for three months before I went to Bethel. Then I went to Bethel pursuing to be trained in the spiritual gifts and to grow. And that's what led me ultimately here is to just sit at his feet and be his friend is that experience of My first experience was prophetic, just marked the next 12 years of my life. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you is that the same, I recognize just from that simple prophetic words that the same Jesus that was speaking to me as a child was speaking to me now. And uh, I've just found in my own experience that friendship with Jesus is everything. Hearing his thoughts, hearing uh, communion with him, just. What is he thinking? What is he feeling? like? For me, that's just like, it so expresses uh, Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds of the mouth of God. And that, I found that true in my own experience, and I wanted to just share that with you. When we think about why prophecy, I think about friend, it's about friendship. It's about being his, the Lord's special friend to being someone he can actually share his secrets with and share his mysteries with. And just to spend time with him, so that's when I think about why. That's that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Um, so when we talk about prophecy, well, what does it look like? And I heard from you, from a couple of you that Ed talked about First uh, Corinthians fourteen three. You guys can turn there if you want. It says, uh, "But he who prophesies speaks edification." exhortation and comfort to men. So, I mean, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Those are like a lot of words like we don't typically use. At least, I don't typically use. So I wanted to kind of just... How do we simplify that? So that's what you see on the notes right there. Edification is to build up. Exhortation is to call near. And comfort is to cheer up. And we also have... Um, I printed out a couple of resources from Mike Bickle. This is his guidelines to prophetic ministry. It's one of the best overall uh, resources that I found on mikebickle.org. So you can go to mikebickle.org, search in prophetic ministry, and and download this. Uh, It's amazing. What Mike says about it is really awesome, about the edification, exhortation, and comfort. He says edification is building up people by giving confirmation... That brings them hope or focus. A common way to do this is by giving them a scripture that has been important to them, or by confirming their ministry calling—evangelist, school teacher, marketplace, etc. So, just to give an example, this is like what happened to me in my own experience. Like, uh, for so before I went to Michigan State, I I practiced music for like seven years straight. I was in like a rock band and stuff like that. So, when these people first gave me some words about a worshiper called, called with music that kind of thing, that just was completely edifying to my own connection with Jesus it, it drew me closer to him it confirmed different gifts and things that God put in me and it just set me on a wild use chase to go after him, uh, more of his heart so if you look at a uh, exhortation it's to call near and I, and I love this because it's It's an element of prophecy that calls us near to the heart of Jesus. Think about that. You can actually give words that draw people to the heart of the Father, the heart of who Jesus is, just to draw them near. I just love that. Uh, Mike says, uh, exhortation is calling people to persevere in their ministry, calling or promises. If you look at comfort, it's to cheer up. Words that cheer up. Mike says, uh, this speaks of giving God's perspective in a time of di- uh, difficulty or uncertainty. God's perspective. And the, the Holy Spirit's a comforter. He he has some pretty good uh, perspective of comfort to give people. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I, I find, like, when I read those kind of words, like, that aren't in my normal vocabulary, I like to just know, like, what's the most simplest way to look at it. So I, ho- I hope that's helpful for you guys. Uh... This is what I wanted to get to. How do we grow in the prophetic? How do we continue to reach for more? And I listed five ways that I found helpful in my own experience here. If you look at uh, point A on there, it says uh, practice. It's like uh, Alan Iverson said, we're talking about practice here. So uh, if you look at 1 Peter 4.10, It says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So my first advice that I found helpful is when we grow in the prophetic is practice. And if when you're at home, when you go back home, Try to find a prophecy team. If there's not one already in your fellowship or your spiritual family, like start one. We have resources here that you can reach out to us. Like we would love to just, uh, if you have any questions, to help you in that process as well. But it, most likely, your church, or fellowship, or spiritual family has a. They most likely would have a prophecy teams. Like join one. If they have an altar ministry, join one. That's a weekly time set apart where you can practice. And grow and the more that you take steps of faith or as John Wimper said faith is spelled R-I-S-K when we take risk the Lord just uh, honors those steps and he actually increases we're showing our our stewardship with the the good gifts that he's given us and he increases those those gifts so my first advice is practice 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 and have fun when you do it the other one is uh, out of it's a out of James four two, I want to say James two b. Ask for more. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. One of the things is like that I found helpful, even just listening to Mike talk about growing in for asking for more is asking God for a greater measure. So we already have gifts and and talents that He's poured inside of us, but there's always more within the reach of Holy Spirit that he, he loves to just give out more when we ask for more because he's, he's good. Uh, what I found helpful is to just say, Holy Spirit, uh, I ask you for a greater measure of the gift of prophecy. Lord, I ask you for a greater measure of words of knowledge. Holy Spirit, I ask you for a greater measure of words of wisdom. I just, I ask those things every day. I, I read through First Corinthians Chapter 12, I read through the spiritual gifts uh, and, I, and I read them to the Holy Spirit and I, and I say, Lord, I want this. I, I, like, show me what this looks like. Come teach me, train me, tutor me, coach me, guide me, lead me into all truth in all these gifts and and show me ways through impressions how to minister to people throughout the day. So, number two, ask. Ask for more. Uh, My third way is... How do we grow in the prophetic is desire. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 31. It's, Paul says. But earnestly desire the best gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 1 says. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. And 1 Corinthians 14 verse 39 says. Therefore brethren. Desire earnestly to prophesy. and Do not forbid to speak with tongues. So reading through, uh, this is another like thing that I found helpful, is reading through 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, is like, it's so encouraging because Paul just lays out like apostolic command after apostolic command of, guys, Corinthians Church, you're already moving in a lot of spiritual gifts, but there's more, so desire more, eagerly desire. I've found in some of my research that when you look at earnestly desire that that greek the greek words means actually to like zealously burn with like lust for more so that's what uh paul's trying to get at is like be jealous for uh the power of the holy spirit to be expressed through these gifts be be jealous for these things because it's for edifying his bride it's for strengthening the bride of christ it's for uh, building up the body for the benefit of all so Paul's like hey you can desire as much as you want there's always more and that's what we're going to pray for tonight is the gifts that are already inside of you the gifts that you've already been walking in there's always more to walk in if you're hearing the voice of God there's multiple different ways to hear from him if, if you're getting interpretations from him there's going to be different ways to just uh, glean from him and, and uh, we're going to talk more about that later But earnestly desire is another way. Now, for my own life, I found uh, these are like two special uh, keys that I, for me personally, that I found were helpful. And that I wish I knew when I first started prophesying. So number one is to pray in tongues often. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 and 5, Paul's talking about the gift of tongues and also prophecy. Verse 4 says, he who speaks in a ton edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets, that the church may receive edification. And what I want to say about tons and, and praying in tons is, I found uh, before going into prophecy rooms, before I started to intentionally do this more often, praying in the Spirit, I would get, I'd find myself to be more maybe nervous or feeling like weak as in like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't think I can do this. And the, the pressure with that is every week you're getting like 30, at least 30 people coming in line that they already registered. They're waiting in line. They're already going through. And it's like, well, you can't back out now because your team needs you, right? So I'd, I'd have to deal with this every week of like feeling this, like, I can't do this. I'm inadequate. I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like any anointing on it. And I found that when I would take time, extended times to pray in tongues, even before or during the week, even 20 minutes a day, I found overall, like, my emotions were more stable. I found uh, just my, my ability to kind of calm down and get in a place of peace to hear the Lord was easier. I found that in a, in a prophecy context of, like, sitting in a room, uh, when I'm praying in the spirit, like just quietly to myself, I'm able to just kind of like relax and receive words from the Lord and then to pray for interpretation with my heart. And I'm, I've been able to get more like edifying words, if that makes sense. Like I, I just feel strengthened in, on the, in my heart, in my emotions. So it's just, it makes ministry just easier. So if you haven't been praying in tongues, no condemnation. Uh, but I, I encourage you, go, go for it. If you find yourself with prophecy, it's been kind of like, well, I just, I feel like I get like a little piece or I feel like my words don't have like a, like a oomph to it. Like, my advice is, uh, what I found helpful is continue to pray in tongues because there's something about an intimate com- connection. If you read 1 Corinthians 14 between tongues and prophecy and Paul goes back and forth, they're like in tandem gifts. So when, they, when you uh, intentionally go out of your way to yield yourself, to yield your body to the Holy Spirit and yield your most powerful member, your tongue, there's something about that the Lord just, he just honors that for some reason. We're speaking mysteries and, and prophecy and mysteries and speaking in tongues is very interconnected. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, another, so like the last way I found helpful to grow in, in the prophetic is to ask more questions. Now this sounds simple, but I remember when I first started uh, practicing in the in the prophecy rooms, you'd get like an impression, right? So you get like a Bible verse or you get like uh, you get like a simple picture like let's say you saw like a dog or something. and uh, what do you do with that? Once you get the revelation, okay, like what do you do? Maybe you pray like God, what are you saying? What do you love about them? You get that picture or that scripture and then you ask them, okay, what does it mean? And then you just share what you get. It's like, well, it didn't really feel like it had that. Like, how do I get more? Like, if you look at people that uh, in public prophetic ministry, like people like Sean Boltz, like when they're they just going off for like three minutes of like, da, 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 you know, like they just, they keep going with all these details. It's like, well, how do you get that? And if you break down the process, which we're gonna do in a second, for me, I found that you can ask the Lord as many questions as you want. You can ask, once you get like a revelation, a piece of revelation, you can ask the Lord 15 questions for that one piece of scripture that you get. You can continue to ask him and, and he will continue to give you answers. Uh, versus just maybe ask him two questions and you're like, Well, why does my prophetic word feel like it's kind of weak? Well, you can uh, continue to ask them questions until you feel like, okay, there's, like, there's some more substance to this. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? What I have on the back, this is like the resource part. When I'm in the room, in a prophecy room context, my if you look at the question I circled, it's what do you love about this person most right now? And I found that is the, for me, that's like the easiest question to kind of just, when I sit down and I'm like, I have two minutes to prophesy over somebody. I'm like, okay, it's fight or flight mode or it's just like relax mode. And I try to just quietly pray in the spirit to myself. And I I think about the person and I say, Lord, what do you love about this person? And And I like to ask questions that go right to the heart of God. What does he care about in his relationship, his connection with this person? What are the easiest things that, Lord, what do you want to talk about? So when you're about to prophesy over somebody, these are a bunch of questions that you can sit down, and if you feel like you're a deer in the headlights, like a deer in the headlights, like I I do a lot of times, it's like, don't worry. Like, there's, just continue to ask the Lord questions, and that, that's basically what all these are. So if you look at the top of the page, I have a, Heart posture and prayers. These are prayers that I like to pray even like throughout the week or even before I'm gonna start. I have like Jesus, I want to be your translator. What what do you want to talk about? Right? It's it's really has nothing to do with what I want to talk about. It's Lord, how can I translate your heart? What do you want to share with this person? Who is your son, your daughter? You want Lord, I want to strengthen this person's connection with you. So what do you want to talk about, Lord? That's my heart posture before i go into prophecy another one is like asking for his help and empowerment so it's like lord empower me to give accurate expression to the impressions i receive lord empower me to translate the culture of your heart in simple and practical ways let me speak words that build them up that call them near to your heart and cheer them up so this is the kind of the heart posture that i i take before ministry if you look at uh words of knowledge, I also want to encourage you to to continue to reach for words of knowledge in a a prophetic context. When you're ministering to somebody, if you're in a ministry line or if you're at Walmart and you're shopping and you see someone in front of you, ask the Lord for words of knowledge. Because words of knowledge will crack open the hardest heart, open it up to God, and have their secrets of their heart revealed. And that's what That's what these gifts are for. It's to connect people to God and to strengthen their connection with him. Uh, So this is what I pray. Uh, Lord, I'm so hungry for people to connect to you in a real way. Lord, I ask you, release words of knowledge for this person that make them feel known, understood, and deeply connected to you. Lord, show me. Let me hear the prayer list of their heart. You know, think about that. Like, if you're in line at the grocery store... And you're just, you have like 10 minutes in the line. Like you could ask, Lord, what is the secrets of their heart that you know that no one else knows? Could you please share me those secrets? I wanna, I wanna encourage this person. I wanna I wanna bring them to know you in a real way, Jesus. So those words of knowledge are really they're really fun. So we're gonna pray for those later. But with you, when you look at words of prophecy, these are the questions I have in my clipboard that I that I ask the Lord is is a heart questions. It's all about the heart of God. Uh, so I ask, what do you love about this person? What do you want to say about this person's relationships? And what are you doing there? What does this person spend their time on? And uh, what are some of their giftings? If you look through there, this is just a resource for you. On the right, I have improving what I what I termed uh, improving prophetic content. So once you Ask the Lord to speak to you. You can always ask him for more. So these are just examples of what I like to ask him of to get more content, if that makes sense. So you get the scripture, you get the impression. Where do you go from there? Well, you can ask him more questions, and these are some of those questions. Like, what, how do you see this person? What are they concerned about, Lord? Where do they fit, or who is their people, their tribe? What do you have for them, Lord? What are your promises? What are they thinking about? Who are they holding in their heart? What season of life are they in? And so on and so on. You can, you can read through there. But I'd like to have um, Hope come up and just share a little bit about the prophetic process of what it looks like.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, and before I get into that, I just wanted to say that everything that we're sharing here is not just for like Prophecy Rooms or KC. This is fully available for you in your everyday life. So it can be at your job, it can be at your church, it can be in your friendships or with your family, people you pray for. Um, We believe that you don't have to be called to like the office of the prophet to prophesy. If you're a born again believer, which you probably are if you're here, (laughs) um, guess what, you can prophesy. You have the Holy Spirit. You have a prophetic spirit on you. It's as simple as asking the Lord for his thoughts, like what Grant was talking about. You can do that. So I just encourage you, anything that we share here, this is, you know, we may talk about it in the context of Prophecy Rooms, how we're using it here, but this is for everyday life. This is for, you know, the checkout line. This is for the person at Starbucks or whatever. So, um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about this last point, the prophetic process and just kind of talk about what it looks like in a practical way, just so you can have maybe more clarity of what happens when you get a prophetic word or what what do you do with it? Like what Grant was talking about, those good questions that he was um, giving you guys on that sheet. So the first point um, in receiving prophecy is, maybe I'll just put it up here so it's easier to read. Can can everyone read this board? Okay, it's not like too far away. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna write on top then. Okay, so Mike Bickle and his book, Growing in the Prophetic, which is an awesome book by the way. um, It's right here. This is available in the bookstore. I highly recommend this book. This is one of the best books I've ever read on the prophetic. He talks about something called RIA, and that's how he summed up the process of receiving a word for someone so i'll just kind of break that down it's an acronym so r stands for revelation so revelation is anything that we hear from the lord and that can come in a variety of ways because the lord loves to speak in parables so it could be i'll just write ideas up on here but if you have any feel free to throw them out I'm totally open to your feedback so I'll just start saying some and if you think of some just go ahead and shout it out so one of the first ones I can see in scripture of how God speaks to us dreams obviously scripture scripture is probably my number one way the Lord um, brings verses to mind And that's the primary way that I hear the Lord for um, other people. So how about you guys? Any other thoughts? Pictures? Pictures? That's a great one. I totally experienced that myself. That's a great one. Anybody else? Words? Words? Yeah, feel free to just yell it out. Smells? Smells? Thoughts? Was it thoughts? Feelings? Feelings? Thoughts? Visions. Sorry, this is really messy. Thoughts. So, like an impression. An Unction. Like an instinct. That's a good one. Like a knowing. Anything else? Yeah. On, on totally. What's on you? For sure. Word of knowledge. I've totally experienced that. So I'm gonna put uh uh body word of knowledge. Okay. Nature. Well that's a pretty good list. So um here we, we teach that the primary way that God speaks to us is through scripture. So all of these other ones are valid, but we test them through the word of God because the Lord will never contradict himself. He makes it easy that way. So anything that we feel, hear, smell, taste, touch, experience, we can test it through the written word of God. So, for example, if I get a picture for somebody, I almost always ask the Holy Spirit for a scripture. And that just helps me ground it in the word of God and give them something that they can look up later. Okay, so the next one is interpretation. Okay, so interpretation. That's basically, um, what does it mean? So I got a pain in my neck speaking metaphorically I, I don't literally have a pain in my neck right now so if you have pain in your neck what does that mean what's the interpretation hmm this neck pain didn't come from me so i'm going to ask the holy spirit about it so i would say what grant was talking about here interpretation is best done through asking questions Sorry again, I know this is really small up here. You guys can look at it before we erase it later if you want, or take a picture of it. Oh, it's on the notes. Sweet. So, yeah, the best way to interpret Revelation, um, Scripture, and ask questions. So you can ask the Lord, so my neck is hurting. What does that mean? Oh, somebody around me needs prayer for their neck. This is a, a word of knowledge, feeling, sensation in my body, like what you mentioned. Um, And you can also ask other people questions. I think that's a really humble way of approaching the prophetic ministry because we see in part, so obviously we're not always gonna get it and that's totally okay, that's part of the growing process. And so a humble approach is, if I have a sense of something, I like to ask other people instead of just state it. So I'll say, does, uh, try to think of, what do you think is a good example? Does, does neck pain mean anything to you? <laughs> so then I'm not speaking it over them, because if their neck doesn't hurt, they're not going to like get freaked out and go to the doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's good to ask questions. It's a humble approach for other people. And the prophetic is all about friendship with Jesus, so obviously we we'll want to be asking the Lord. Um, and then the last one... Is application now application is what to do with the revelation so we do see in part the Lord may not give us the full application for someone but it is definitely okay to ask and I found it incredibly helpful to ask the Lord that when I'm giving someone a word application to me is just um, what is this person what can this person do with the revelation? It's basically how to get from point A to point B. So it's like, they've gotten a prophetic word, now what? I guess that's a good way of putting it, I'll put now what. So, and actually our friend Eric that's here with us tonight, who's on our prophecy team, um, he actually has a word of wisdom, which is one of the spiritual gifts and it, it works with prophecy. So I've heard him many times in the prophecy rooms, be really good at the application part where he will actually feel a sense from the Holy Spirit of what that person can do with the prophetic word. And we don't always offer that. We don't always hear that, but when we ask, it's great to give it to work. It's called Word of Wisdom. Um, So that's the last step is application. And I would include with that also timing. I don't think that's on the notes. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Those notes. Okay, so um, timing is really important because if we're hearing something from heaven, heaven is outside of time. So everything we hear sometimes feels like a now word. I don't know about you, but at least that's how I've experienced it. And it may not always be the time to share something with someone. The Lord is wanting, you know, friends. That's what the prophetic is all about. It's not just about knowledge or getting cool impressions for people or anything like that. It's about friendship, and he really wants to share his heart. And he wants friends. He wants people to talk to and who understand how he feels and confidence and um, just friendship. And honestly, there's things I share with my friends that I don't want them to tell other people, you know, personal stuff. And so I think that sometimes the Lord may give revelation that it's not the timing to share it. So that's always a good question to throw in there at the end of your dialogue. If you're sitting and you're going to give someone a word or you're in line and you want to give the person at the register a word or whatever and you get a sense of something, just ask the Lord, is it the time for them to hear this? It may not be. And then you can just pray for them. So that's about it. But we wanted to have the rest of the time be for a ministry because. Obviously, the, the prophetic is something that you get to practice. So, um, let's see how she this. Um, let's have everybody go ahead and get out in the aisles. And let's have a time of waiting on the Lord. thanks for listening to our podcast if you've enjoyed it please give us a rating on itunes and feel free to share with a friend our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team if you feel stirred to give you can do so by using the link in our bio